by drag, it's like I'm very gorgeous, but I'm also very stupid. So the reason why I was in the forest, <laughs> I don't know. That's just where I wanted to go look for the glue. Fierce, fierce, fierce. I love this podcast. Fierce, fierce. Weather, fierce. Food, fierce. This weather. <laughs> Hello, I'm Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's RuPaul's Drag Race reporter, broadcasting from what I think is probably our favorite international hub of excellence outside the SS Muse, of course, the Pork Chop Loading Dock, as we prepare to bring you an interview with our first eliminated queen of season 16 and the season's first official inductee into this place we come to where heartbreak feels good and the dazzling images on a big silver screen are Hershey Lacour Church Lady Two Steppin to an Ava Max song. And I'm Jillian Cedarholm, EW's news director, and I'm a lot like Mary's Canary, loud and vibrant. <laughs> I was about to be like, excuse me, Jillian, can you please speak up a little bit? But see, this is once again, this is a bit. This is called comedy. Yay for Jillian. Now, Jillian, though, before we get to our interviews with Hershey and Cornbread, Hershey's sister, I have to ask, if you had to choose to induct either me, Sammy, producer, Muse, Junio, Boyer Chapman, or your haunted doll Blair, not of the St. Clair family, into the pork chop loading dock, who would you choose and why? I would, of course, choose to bend creme myself just to hang out on the pork chop loading dock with Kelly Mantle and now Hershey LaCorne today. Oh my gosh. Well, what an answer. What an answer. Before we get into our recap, though, um, I want to give a sneak peek at my interview with Hershey coming up um, before Jillian joins her in the pork chop loading dot because I had some really powerful and deeply moving things to say to her. So here's a 10 second clip of me talking with Hershey. Hershey. I'm sorry. And I want you to know how glad I am I met you. I hope you take this experience back home with you and continue to do what you do best. Wasn't that just absolutely lovely, moving, Peabody Award winning, Pulitzer winning (laughs) podcast journalism? I know, thanks to everybody who has listened to this podcast, I I know it's pronounced Pulitzer, but Pulitzer is now our own little joke. How did you say you know it's pronounced? Pulitzer? Want to try that one more time? Pulitzer. Mm-mm. Well, what? How is it pronounced? It's pronounced Pulitzer. No, like, it's Pulitzer. It's not. It's like Pulitzer. No, it's Pulitzer. <sighs> don't let me. Don't make me break out my journalism degree again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I graduated from, from the Jilly and Closet School of Journalism, <laughs> so um, you're <laughs> you're Where we always wisdom. say Pulitzer. <laughs> I was just, I don't know, talking shit in the corner with cornbread during that lesson. Um, Pulitzer, I hardly know her. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Ugh. seriously, though, we do have a great interview with Hershey coming up in which she discusses her elimination, making five looks for the ball. She said that she made five total looks before landing on the church lady um, 
mother outfit. And then we also have the bonus interview with Cornbread. She shares her feelings on her drag sister and BFF's early elimination. So stay tuned for those after our recap. Yes. Let's get into this episode because we have a lot to cover. I was literally getting stressed in the first 10 minutes realizing how much they were going to pack into this episode. Uh, It began with finally uniting all 14 queens for the first time um, with group A, like really dressed to impress. I was like, you might want to save some of these outfits for the judges. Um, And as predicted, things did not immediately go smoothly. Plain Jane read Amanda in her confessional, which we'll get to later, but the opening moments established that shockingly, Morphine and Plain Jane are actually drag sisters through Florida icon Athena Dion. Joey, had you you did so much research on these queens before your interviews? Did you have any idea? No, I had no clue. This did not come up anywhere, and I think that they were deliberately holding this information too until because even when Morphine in our individual interviews. Morphine was like, I think one of the ones that said Plain Jane was rotted and did not say anything about it being her sister. So um, it was just so weird. But also shout out to Athena Dion, everybody. I, you, She was also just on The View, by the way. Um, her and a bunch of other drag queens were on The View celebrating um, Anna Navarro's birthday. But uh, her other daughter, Juicy Love Dion, went viral on Twitter over the weekend because of this amazing lip sync that she did to Beyonce's partition. It's so good. She does this like full. I have never seen a queen on Drag Race or otherwise as like limber and uh, acrobatic as she is in this performance. It's so good. Everybody has to watch it. Wow. Um, There was also this moment from a Maya confessional and, you know, not to mock Maya in my in my little intro, um, but she had this when we were told that Maya actually is I can't remember what the what wording it was but that like she you know has quips or whatever like she showed during this confessional when she said did you catch this line where she said oh gosh another big titty dumbo big titty dumbo (laughs) yes i had that in my notes i (laughs) loved it i was like yes she does like she is shady and she can read like let's hear more Mm -hmm. of that please yes big titty dumbo that was the opposite of um the Maya that RuPaul tried to paint her ass at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to this this entrance. RuPaul comes in and reveals she's got more twists up her sleeve. For winning their respective premiere episodes, both Safira and Plain each receive a mysterious box with their name on it. Inside were immunity potions modeled after Isabella Rossellini's potion vials from Death Becomes Her. Ru tells the queens... They can choose to hold their immunity for a future episode, but it does have a yet-to-be-specified expiration date, and they can either use it on themselves or choose to save one of their sisters. How do we feel about this twist? I I, I think it can only I, I like I said I think we've we've said before that Canada's Drag Race Beaver was interesting throughout the whole season. I loved the uh, change to the format for All Star Seven with the non eliminations and the blocking and the like. All, I I love any sort of change to the format like this that doesn't maybe directly result in eliminations like Immunity does. So. Um, yeah, I think I think it can only create more interesting dynamics in the workroom, especially with this cast who have already proven that they are 
yes. <laughs> super uh, contentious. So I'm I'm really curious what's going to happen with the expiration date twist. She yeah. has not yet revealed what that means. I have a feeling. But if they can't hoard them all, as I was thinking might happen, um, for to use later, that is going to force their hand of okay, either I have to use it this time. I'm obviously like did pretty well, so I probably don't need it. So are they going to choose to give it to someone else or will it be extra shady to choose to just waste the immunity that episode? Well, what I think is going to happen is I think it's going to come as like a surprise. It's not going to be like, this is the last week you have to use the immunity. Like it's going to come as just one episode and Rue's just going to be like, if you didn't use immunity, it's no longer valid. But before or after? Before they say whether or not they're using it. So, but hold on. You're saying for for everybody? Like, like everyone collects them for 10 episodes and then she's like, okay, everybody cash in your immunity now. And then like one person's should have. No, I think that Plain and Sephira are the only two that have immunity. But you don't think that. Oh, hold on. Did yeah, Plaz, I don't think did, um, Nymphia, Nymphia, I don't think Nymphia got immunity. immunity for winning? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's only oh. Plain and Sephira. Okay, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I think that that's probably what's going to happen is that Rue is going to say, well, if you didn't use immunity this week, it's gone now. And I think it's just going to be a surprise as okay. to when it is. Like, I don't think that Rue's going to be like, hey, this is the last week you can use immunity. You better use it. Um, that's just Okay, so Safira is hoarding. My theory of Safira meaning immunity when she said teased hoarding in your group interview is still on the table that she might just choose to keep it for herself the entire time or just keep it the entire time in case and then maybe never use it at all. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So we then get the news that this is the fan favorite ball challenge, uh, the mother of all balls. It was divided into three categories, mother goose, which is nursery rhyme characters, significant mother, which is a tribute to a mother of their choice and mother, father, eleganza, where they used men's clothes to create women's wear looks. And we'll review the runway later, but the preparation for the challenge had the return of Rue's workroom walkthroughs that were missing for the first part of season 15 due to the 60-minute episodes. And RuPaul had some really funny quips. Uh, Amanda, you're prettier without that makeup. And also asking one group to raise their hand if they sewed. And Rue being like, okay, I'll tell you who I actually believe sews. And Rue also shocked the gals by noting that Rayda Queen would be back for one more week. And that the queens would vote based on only their opinions before hearing the judges' critiques. The preparation was also like, you know, this is one of my favorite episodes um, when they're just in the workroom making stuff, kikiing, saying dumb shit, like morphine saying Mirage's look looked like seaweed wrapped up in a breadstick. I thought that was so cute. And morphine in Geneva teaching Nymphia Spanish and just telling her to go insult the other queens in Spanish because like she had no idea what she was saying. I thought it was so cute. So what do you think are the best like, do do you think that these ep- kinds of episodes should be more plentiful throughout the season? Because I think that this feels the most natural and fun when they do this. Yes, I love, I mean, it really gives us more time to get to know their personalities and see them yeah. interact. Like, I mean, I love when we, some of the stories we end up getting out of the obviously producers being like, hey, ask them about their childhood trauma or whatever. But um, I do Kelly love Mantle. when we really get these these silly moments, although I think as it gets later in the season, we do 
it does start to feel a little more like filler to me of, um, well, we hardly have any queens left. And so there's just not as much to get through. So we're going to put even more shots of them. I don't know, doing a piggyback ride or eating a dragonfly. Yes, we do want that. But that kind of that kind of thing. I get, think we definitely get more of later in the season, but I love seeing it this early. So let's go to the runway. We should probably pick our best and worst and discuss our impressions of the ball before we ask uh, Cornbread to also do the same. Um, well, my my favorite look of the episode, I think, didn't make it onto the runway. It was Safira walking in with a full... Uh, hide of a bear including her arms were in like these bear paw gloves it was like full <laughs> revenant did you notice this? no i did so not see that funny please go back and rewind it was it was an iconic look okay yeah so we, yeah i need to go back and see that but <laughs> i think that my favorite overall look i mean at this point it's like if you're not saying nymphia's tie look like are, are you really even watching drag race i just think that that yeah look is just default just the best thing on the runway and also i don't know if she revealed how she did that with the ties I, i'm assuming it was hairspray or something Hairspray. Um, yeah what oh, hold or on glue glue or hairspray or something i'm sorry how do you think that you would hairspray a tie like that please mm, describe bend it and then hairspray it with like some super glue hairspray like got to be glue or gorilla spray or gorilla glue or something. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it was, I would say clearly some kind of like a sticking a wire inside. And you did see her like going, like doing this, like move. Can you of, do like, that motion with your hands again, I know, Jillian? Thank God, this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> do that motion with your hands again, Jillian Closet, please. She was going like this. <laughs> putting something inside so i mean i don't know like sorry to i guess it never occurred to me maybe maybe you're correct and maybe it was just spraying a whole lot of hairspray but i think that it was probably sticking some kind of a wire inside maybe starching the ties um to get that oh starching but not hairspraying i'm I'm gonna say absolutely not a chance of hairspray and if that is the case then i will hairspray a tie and wear it to work <laughs> I, I think my other favorite look was probably Safira's pumpkin. I thought Safira's pumpkin was so good. I liked Mirage's first look too, the sheep. I thought the sheep was really interesting. Yeah, also, Dawn's cute. cow. Oh my God, Dawn's cow was so good. Oh, the hooves as shoes, which I didn't notice at first. Oh, so good. It was really cute. Except that there was a lot of these. Um, characters who i do that not I'd remember never heard of before nursery. i yeah, was like okay I, little miss muffet and the next one cushy cow like, bernie cushy b cow? i'm like maybe i'm like, not the demographic of the books that these queens are reading or the little um, pussy by the fire or whatever it was yeah. called i was like what i was like what is that <laughs> little pussy by the fire or slutty vinyl dress made i don't i'm not sure which one she yeah, was from. i don't no Man idea the moon, yes we know little boy yes. blue yes peter yes. pumpkin eater yes yes Um, I, so I actually, I had not watched the first two episodes at a bar like I normally did. Um, and this time I made sure to go watch the episode because I just love watching it in a public setting to see what the overall reaction was. And it was really interesting. Um, monumental eruption when Tsunami walked out and, (laughs) 
that was first one of my when she walked too. out, but then when she dropped the Humpty Dumpty to reveal the, the egg. egg underneath, like Hands it almost down. felt like an earthquake. People were cheering like it was the Super Bowl. I oh, loved it was it. so good. It was so good. Top three for me, for sure. People also had a huge reaction to Amanda's doing the Michelle Visage yeah. reveal. And, and even when she walked out, they were like, oh, that's a gaggy to come out as Michelle. And then the reveal of the, the hair, the especially. Hair. People were I liked really the hair it. reveal. I liked the hair reveal the most. That look for me, I don't know. I was, I liked it. Like I thought it's fun, uh, but it, it wasn't like I was like, oh, that's one of my tops. Um, I, think, I just think I mean, the tsunami I think it was egg, really, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to praise the tsunami egg again. Mm. I think the concept of Michelle and doing the, the secondary reveal of old Michelle to new Michelle, specifically the hair and the boobs, I thought was just really smart. So yeah. was it like my favorite outfit? No, but I just, I, I have to get it to her for that. Yeah. Um, also at we the should. bar, <laughs> the second that they said that Megami had chosen Lady Gaga, everyone started to cheer. And then right when she walked up, people were kind of like audibly, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I felt really bad. Like that was another where the concept, I guess, the concept and the actual outfit did not line up enough for people. Um, I, I mean, yeah, Nymphia's tie outfit was just heads and shoulders above the rest. I mean, I can't imagine how much hairspray she went through to make all these ties. But the <laughs> wedding off. dress, I didn't totally, I just didn't get the wedding dress. Yeah, the up. wedding dress. It was beautiful yeah. and it cool that she had her drag mm-hmm. daughters do the it designs. Was, I just didn't understand yeah. the Angelina Jolie. If she had just made up some other fake name of any kind of like, oh, this is my own mother's wedding dress, I would have yeah. been like, oh, great. But I didn't yeah. actually love that one. That's what the same with me. I think that uh, her first look and her last look were like stellar. And then the middle one, yeah. I was like, that's beautiful. But I, yeah, I wasn't quite the, excited about it the same way I was with the first and the last one. Um, but Jillian, I'm just so that must have been such a devastating blow for you for with Megami's to um, have that look represent your uh, most listened to artist of all time from the Star is Born soundtrack. It m- just must have been really hard for you. That's true. Star is Born soundtrack was indeed in my one of my most listened to artists of of 2023. <laughs> No, and I and I I continue my journey of living through Q, being Generation Q, <laughs> standing Q. <laughs> I thought her. I think it's just very impressive that she's made all these looks on her own. I think it's a brush, a brush, a breath of fresh air, breath of fresh. Did you just say a breast of fresh air? I'm still thinking about that nipple popping out last week. It was a breath of fresh air Ah. that we are not seeing the same few Ah. designers who are designing so Ah. often for the same or for so many of the queens. So it's really nice that we have queens really showing off their creativity. Yeah, creative language there too. Um, Uh Also, a, a breast of fresh air. We should talk about Rated Queen results. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the Rata Queen results aren't as shady this time around. Plain seemingly votes fair while Amanda mm, got a little revenge by putting Plain down in the ratings. Yes, the placements landed Safira, Nymphia, and Q in the top, and Hershey, Maya, and a very pissed off Geneva in the bottom. So I actually, I loved that we did another Rata Queen, and yeah, I actually... Too. Would I don't know, maybe for an all-stars versus a regular season, but I would actually love to see Raida Queen, a full season of Raida Queen continue because we can't call out 
judging shenanigans. And I almost feel like we're more likely to get a judging shenanigan than all the queens knowing that they are relying on each other. Like, I think, you know, like you would have to really make a shady alliance pact to like really affect the results. And that could be really way. dramatic. Yeah. And that, and that could lead to a lot of drama. But I think for the most part, most of them would probably play fair and really judge people on the performance and the runway, which sometimes yeah. we get someone landing in the bottom that yeah. we don't always agree with, with the judges. What a what a breast of fresh air that would be to <laughs> to change the format to that. Um, yes, but there was also the Rue and Maya timid exchange on the runway, which seemed to get a lot of traction from this episode too. Yeah, it's kind of becoming the new "How's your head?" pearl yeah. moment. Yeah, it it was very. But I don't. I mean, I don't think Maya meant it in a in that kind of way. I think Maya was just saying like, "No, I'm, I'm not timid." I don't think that Maya meant it as like a pearl kind of situation but oh no um, i think it's just the i mean you know people i i feel like people have been quick in the places i've seen it recirculating to say remember there's editors there and as kennedy reminded us last week you can't always believe everything but if that's the case like i'm sorry but bravo to the editors because it's just it comes off really funny and it's nothing nothing to maya we've seen that she can be funny and i hope that we see more of her personality and i do consider myself that kind like a more monotone like not showing my loud and vibrant side so i i thought it was i don't know like nothing negative on maya but it was a really funny exchange to have someone be like i'm getting more of a timid impression a timid impression off of you and then to just say no like it was very funny yeah that that kind of personality is is a real breast of fresh air um so um (laughs) As the as the queens untucked, we got a really contentious moment where Plain Jane found oh, it necessary to tell Amanda Jane. that she doesn't connect with her looks and hopes Amanda can really sway her opinions as if Plain is who Amanda needs to be worried about impressing. Joey, you've been loud and proud supporter of Plain Jane on this podcast. Loud and so proud. This is your moment to defend your favorite girl. Have it. Yeah. L- l- look. Plain Jane has been very entertaining to me this season. But this moment was the one where I had to even be like, oh, okay, girl. Like this one is a little, this one's a little too much. Um, It just seemed like I couldn't really wrap my head around like the strategy of it or the playfulness of it the way that I could if like Mistress was doing it last year. Like every time Mistress spoke last year, I was like, yes, Mistress, yes, 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 yes. But this just, it didn't seem like there was a reason for it beyond maybe just making Amanda feel bad. So yeah, I I think that's probably why it rubbed me the wrong, the wrong way. I still adore plain Jane. I still think that she's really funny and um, should not be maybe getting a lot of the, I think a lot of this pushback is, is a little bit too much um, for her, but it is interesting to see it sort of carry over to social media. Now, like Amanda did say on uh, Twitter that she was still feeling some some things over this, and I think that that's you know if somebody is telling you that they're hurt by a certain information, like I mean, it makes you see the exchanges I think a little bit differently because you know the real circumstances surrounding this person's feelings. So this is the one time I think so far that I was kind of like my brain was the same reaction as morphine's in the moment. It was like, okay, that's, that's a sister. Let's be careful a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, I almost had the opposite reaction this week to Plain Jane after my negativity last what? week because this week, not not that I'm living for her, but this week, just the fact that like Amanda in the episode, we'll take the social media reaction out of it. In the episode, Amanda held her own. Morphine even was like, hang on. And so to me, I was like, oh, she's just like gonna be like an old man yelling at a cloud trying to look negative, but actually like I don't know, inconsequent. Like, if she's not actually hurting feelings with it and she's just making herself look bad, fine. I'm going to kind of still cringe at it, but I wasn't as, like, um, physically affected by it, I guess. Um, although, like, yeah, it is sad to see the the reaction if Amanda is actually hurt about it, then that's going to probably change my mind again. But the thing that I keep seeing is that People are still saying, like, crediting Jane as, like, bringing back this golden era of drag race that we've been missing. Finally, someone's, like, bringing the drama and bringing the villain. And I'm just like, we have, like, Silky, Candy, yeah, Mistress. For them? They yeah. all brought this for us, in my opinion, a much more entertaining way. And all just got pure hate from the fandom. So, I don't know if it's like, yeah. oh, now there's, like, a skinny white queen doing it that we all identify mm-hmm. with like as capital F fans. And so now we're living for it. Like I just, I'm not living for that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I think that it's a, you know, if you are standing plain Jane and I, I think as I have stand silky and candy and mistress, like it's the same sort it, well, I don't want to say the same, but it's like silky candy and mistress ha- brought us those great TV moments but they all did it with like that kind of like twinkle in their eye like we keep talking about. And I think this moment, I was I saw the twinkle before. This moment with Plain Jane was the first time when I was like, okay, I don't see that twinkle there. So, it was kind of harder for me to be like, yes, Plain Jane with this one. But we'll see how the season goes because she does seem to apologize next week for it. But something that made a twinkle in my eye for <laughs> because there was a tear in it this week was... <laughs> Our beloved Hershey, she broke down and untucked saying that she felt like she was letting her kids down, which it's like evil that this show eventually eliminated the only real parent of the season on the freaking mother ball. And Vangie, Porkchop, Hocus Pocus 2 star, Kamara Hall, all of these queens are proof that first eliminations are not a career death sentence. But it did come down to Nymphia winning the overall challenge and Geneva and Hershey lip syncing for their lives to an Ava Max song with Hershey ultimately becoming our first eliminated queen of the season. It was very odd to see Geneva plummet from top two to bottom two in the span of one episode. Um, Hershey's church lady approach to the lip sync uh, was also, I thought, really funny. And I thought it was interesting to sort of stay in a character that way. Although as Hershey will explain later in our exit interview, she was like, that's Hershey's drag, like doing that kind of stuff, letting loose on stage. I I personally, I want to say like thought that Hershey's lip sync was funnier. Um, I thought it was like maybe more entertaining from a comedic and narrative standpoint, but I completely understand why Geneva, like the show Geneva gave a very acrobatic skilled lip sync and I'm just unsure. This was a weird one to judge. I don't know. Like, cause I feel like it could have, the top could have gone to a few different people and the bottom also could have gone to a few different people. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I, do, do you think I, that I loved the moment where they both were, 
I can't remember lyrics now to songs, but when they were both like saying to the other one of it was almost like oh, a that, that boy so is mine funny. kind of moment. Yes. Of, like, and I that was uh, that this is my favorite thing when like there's just like this sudden improv element to the oh, lip sync. So I yes. thought it was great. Um yeah, I was a little, I guess a little underwhelmed by what Hershey was doing at time, but I, I can only say at times because like at first the two-stepping was really funny, but then I guess I was hoping that she would have some kind of other big moment just because we're used to seeing that and because Geneva did suddenly do this physical thing. Um, so yeah, it was really tough. And I mean, honestly, devastating because Hershey's personality, I oh, just, I, I loved love it. So She's yeah. someone I would want to see in a confessional on any reality show ever put her on there dra- dra- in drag, out of drag, whatever, just like a really yeah. lovely human being. Yeah. I hate my outfit, but this is what I've got to work with. So I've got to make the best of what I've got. Hold on to those sweet sentiments about Hershey because we have her coming right up for an exit interview. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast. I have dried my sweet, sweet tears of a drag queen with candy bar wrappers abound and composed myself to do this next interview with season 16's honorable and iconic inductee into the pork chop loading dock. And while she might have been eliminated on the mother ball as a proud parent of the most adorable children who I'm sure are so very proud of her, my next guest will quite literally always be mother in more ways than one. Please welcome the always succulent and successful Miss Hershey LaCour Jeté. Hey, Hershey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. That was such a cute introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Only the best for you, Hershey. I am just like, I was putting my whole pussy into that intro because I was like, <laughs> I need to do the best for Hershey I, because this hurts so much that you are going home first. But I just need you to know after that untucked breakdown that you had where you were saying that you felt like you were failing. I just need you to know that you are not. You have done your family so proud. You've done your entire drag community so proud. We are all so happy to see you on this show, and I can't wait to see what you do next. So don't you ever feel like you're failing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. Of course, of course. Now, I need to... One thing that we did all win in this episode was a glimpse back at Monica and Erica. So I need to know if the those past personalities are coming with you to this interview because I need to meet them. Monica and Erica. Yes. Oh my God. Not me exposing that they, they put photos of your old YouTube characters in the episode. <laughs> oh my God. My- <laughs> Why? No, they're not here. Those people are gone. <laughs> They are gone. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, I was hoping to meet them at some point. Um, So maybe we can. 
So the thing is, there are so many. There's like the names are. I have so many names and so many of. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. No, <laughs> <laughs> they're fully gone. Look at me gagging, Miss Hershey, with the first question already. You're speechless. You did. I said, Who told you this? <laughs> um, no, but well, surprise for the episode that um they are they are. <laughs> Fully in the episode. They are the best photos I've ever seen in my life. Um, oh and my it, God. Yes, it just makes me want to do a deep dive back into your YouTube history. <laughs> but I guess a, a more fair question we'll start out with. Like, how how are you feeling after, I guess, sort of processing all of this? Because it's been a while since the show. So, so how are you feeling? I would say I definitely feel much better now. Um, mm-hmm. I think the hardest part of watching, like after filming, is waiting for everything, seeing how people are going to receive you, seeing how people are going to take you in, and seeing how people like actually receive me really well, like see that I really love drag and know my heart and all of that. It made me feel much better because unfortunately, and I've, I haven't heard any of the other pork chops uh, talk about this, but unfortunately people do treat you like your placement on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was the most scared of being treated. Like I wasn't a professional. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was just, you know, some hag that threw on a wig, but no, everybody has been the, the love that I've received has been like overwhelming to say the least since the show like came out. Yeah, no, you deserve all of the love. And it was, it was a, a pretty emotional episode for you because like by reference before and untucked when you broke down over potentially leaving and you were saying that you were doing this for your kids. I mean, somebody did, I, I forget who mentioned it on the episode, but they did mention Banji as being a great example that being pork chopped is not the end. So how do you do yeah. you have a, a plan for how you hope to turn this into a win for Hershey? Oh, you'll see it soon. It's all of it coming soon. I can't say yet but uh, <laughs> i definitely have worked on some things uh the crying in the room was more so it was that it was also to be completely honest with you everybody looked like they had already decided that i was leaving so i felt even worse <laughs> oh so that's what made it feel even worse and i just felt like i needed to make a i just felt like i needed to make a plea for something like don't just throw me away because like i'm here to compete just like the rest of y'all are and yeah yeah. Well, no, I, I think it's going to be very hard for anybody to even think of doing that after the show, after you did so well in the talent show. I mean, Hershey, I was laughing so hard when you were just whipping the hair back and forth. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. And I do want to talk to you about that moment as well, because you gave us a really memorable moment. But I think it was I, I think it was Geneva who said in a confessional that she didn't understand why you were in, in the jungle. So can you, can you please explain why you were in the jungle and wearing that outfit for the uh, whiplash wig number? Because my drag is like, I'm very gorgeous, but I'm also very stupid. So the reason why I was in the forest... I don't know. That's just where I wanted to go look for the glue. The glue had to be out there. The girls need a new glue for their wigs. My idea, let's just go to the, the Amazon forest and find it. There was so, absolutely no reason for it. <laughs> there was no reason. So we're all thinking too much about this. It's just good, fun, dumb drag. That's just the answer. Just dumb drag. Yeah, everybody was really trying to pin. Like, I'm reading Twitter comments. Everybody was really, like, digging away, trying to find out, like, why exactly? Okay, what lyric was? No, I just, that's where I decided to go look. Okay. I, you know what? I somehow, I like that answer more than if you had given like a thesis on why Hershey was in the jungle for that one. So I respect you even more just for it just being stupid. I love that. Um, 
But no, I stand on my stupidity. It was ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. I last week we I, I want to talk a little bit about laying the foundation for some of the things that happened in this episode too. Because as I think all of America noticed, plain Jane caused quite a stir, and we saw everyone in the workroom speculating that she was sort of scheming last week and <laughs> this week it came to a head and untucked when she clashed with Amanda and told her that she didn't think that she looked good. So what are your thoughts now seeing the episodes back and the reaction to plain Jane from the fans? Like, does it feel different seeing her on TV and hearing the confessionals versus how you remember experiencing her in the room? For me, no plain Jane did not just come to do drag. She came to make TV. She wanted to give the girls, in my opinion, she wanted to give the girls like what they wanted from Drag Race. And she wanted to shake some things up and start some conversations. And as you can see, she's doing what she came to do. <laughs> that whole thing with her and Amanda, wow, like... Oh my God. A little harsh. I will say it's very how she comes at Amanda. It is very harsh. Yeah. Honestly, that's a, a regular workroom. That's regular drag. That's yeah. that's like if we if you if we see a girl that we don't like, if we see something we ain't checking for, if we see something that don't make sense, we gonna say something about it. Mm -hmm. Could Jane be nice about it? Or a little bit like softer in her approach? Sure. <laughs> maybe but then you probably wouldn't be talking about it right now and that's what that, you wanted <laughs> that's a very good point and i think that yeah there, there's two there seems to be two growing sides of this of the fact some people that are saying that it's just oh fun workroom shade and then other people that seem i think it's the younger crowd that that sort of seems to be taking it into like the territory of it being super mean which i mean it's it's interesting to see the two sides of the drag race fandom there are of. moments where i listen and i'm like ooh, J now jane i know yeah. like I, yeah. and, and this and i guess i understand like outside looking in like we have relationships with playing jane so you know mm -hmm. we we film for months with her yeah so we we know her a little bit better than obviously like the world does so of course it's easier for us to take it in mm -hmm. so there are some moments in my opinion where she could have been a little bit softer however comma we are also watching tv and people like mess true <laughs> uh including me i have to admit i like mess um but <laughs> when you came back into untucked after because you weren't there i believe for the amanda plane plasma clash um so could you sense the tension in the room when you all came back from being on the main stage Personally, no, by that time I had already checked out. Like yeah. it was that was a that that whole that whole day was a little rough for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so no, I had checked out. No, I understand. Can you do you remember I know you you spoke a little bit about this before, but do you remember your exact feelings and and when you maybe knew did you know on the main stage when you were getting the critiques that you would be going home? Kinda. Um for me. I looked like I was standing in between uh, Geneva and Maya. I looked at Maya. Maya wasn't like it was. As, look, like we were while we were making the outfits. Maya's didn't look good. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I got a chance because at least I can like put this together. Yeah. But seeing it on stage, she put it together way better than I thought. She pulled it together like better than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And I was actually shocked that when Geneva was down there. I didn't know why she was down there. I actually thought. Um, either morphine or um, mirage was going to be at least in the bottom three. Yeah. Um. So I was shocked to see Geneva down there. 
I kind of knew I was in the bottom after they clocked my pants. And I say to this day, I should have just fucking lied. <laughs> I made the pants. But no, <laughs> I should have just said it. I just should have said, I made these pants. I don't know what you're talking about. I just stuck to it. Well, but I no, did want to ask you about lady. those pants. I, I, I wanted to yeah. ask you about the pants. Like, because you, Michelle clocked it. it. It seemed like it was very quick that she clocked it. And I immediately like just whispered to myself, Icon, because when we realized that all you did was put the one patch in the pockets, I was like, that is so legendary. Um, but how Joy, did listen, you... I was so proud of those pockets. You could not tell me I was not going to get past. I was so proud of those pockets. <laughs> I, I was proud of the pockets too. I was like, yes. I was like, Hershey is a scammer just like me. Um, but how did you slip past the rules like that and like go on the runway with the pants like did you just slide past the the people like I, literally so i had made up to actually i should have like got past the elimination just for the fact i made five outfits like i made five different outfits i was going through it in that Wait, what i so like it started with some socks and then it yeah moved the skirt leotard yeah. uh-huh. and then it moved over into another leotard it just I just was sewing a lot and I was in my mind like we just got to keep on going. We're going to come up with something. Just keep on going. So I finally got down to that little the little flowery blue shirt thing and I'm like this is not we got to do something. And like I don't know. The drag gods were just on my side cuz I literally just happened to be walking past all the pants and, and the fabric and stuff and those were literally the only pair of pants in that color that looked like that. Like no other pants were over there that looked like that. No skirt, nothing. Those were the only pair of pants and it was just like, I I did it. I did it. I, I, mm. I pulled it together. This is the mother ball. I look like somebody's mother. Michelle's going to love this streak in my hair because she has a streak. We got this. We're going to get through this. I, oh, I was, I just knew, I just knew I did it. That's why I was so confident on the runway. I just yeah. knew I pulled it off. And then I was in the bottom of and said, damn. So those pants, they were in the menswear collection that you were to pull from, or they were from your personal collection? They were in the menswear collection. Oh, okay. All right. Well, see, wait, no, Hershey, see, you made them look like women's pants. I mean, the way they fit you, exactly. like, it looked like women's <laughs> pants. So we can credit you for making the pants because you by just by simply by virtue of wearing them, you made them. So <laughs> I listened to the rules very carefully. Rue did not say sew a look. He said make a look. <laughs> and if you look at everybody's look, I was literally the only mother in the mother's ball. I was robbed. That's yeah. Yeah. You know what, Hershey? You are like fully i mean not as if i had to be swayed before but like you are doing such a good job of selling the fact that like you should not have been eliminated here i'm like yes archie yes um but i i do want to know uh you know rue did um the workroom rounds again and then i did see you struggling with the sock look like with that you said that you abandoned but did you talk to either Safira are playing in those moments to maybe ask them if they would consider using the immunity to save you if you landed in the bottom? No, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I didn't like Safira tried to help me um, a little bit. Now, Safira, like I love Safira, but she's very, she's a very, she's a tough love mother. So she was like, damn, they're making fun of me. So I didn't want to talk to her no more anyway. <laughs> I was mad at that point. It just really didn't occur to me to even think about it because it's like they just got it. What? but they use it on the first girl out for. Yeah. No, I guess what that they makes, tried it for. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. But I, 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 Ray to Queen in general, though, I think is such a, that must have added 
like an element of hope, I guess, maybe for you knowing that, like, if you had bonded with some of the sisters, that maybe there was uh, hope no. there and Raida Queen. Yeah, because I was, how did you feel about the the Raida Queen twist on both episodes? Oh, I hated it, hated it, yeah. <laughs> hated it. Yeah. And I knew, I just, I just knew everything. Bo- it was going to, bo- it was the, it was the first challenge. We were all together. Nobody was going to give me immunity. Nobody was coming to save me. I knew it boiled all the way down to that lip sync and. <laughs> Of course, it was just uh, I'm a performer, but that's just that that the that the electric pop music is just not in my wheelhouse at all. Like, love the song, but I did not know what to do with that song either. Um, so I made it a point during the lip sync. You know what? If we gotta go home, let's have a good time while we doing it. And I just forgot it was a lip sync and just started performing to the cameras. Like I was enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that I I was enjoying it too. I thought it was really entertaining. I mean, like just for those reasons that you said of like watching, as you said, you were doing Church Lady two step in to an <laughs> Ava Max dance like euro pop dance song it just was a perfect (laughs) juxtaposition and i thought it was so ridiculous but um in hindsight looking back at that lip sync is there a part of you maybe that wishes you had maybe done something more hershey and what you do on stage instead of you know staying in that character of the mother doing the church lady stepping I mean, frankly, that that is me. That's how I perform. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I got a trick or, you know, here and there, but that's just kind of who I am. The um, I don't rely on tricks or splits or all of that stuff to get me through a performance. I just rely on being captivating and people do pay attention to me. Um, So it's not really that I'm just a mo- like I wouldn't say I was in I wouldn't say I was in a mother character. That's just kind of like when the music plays, whatever I feel, I just let my body do it. One thing I did notice your body potentially doing was, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but I noticed that you walked up to Geneva at the end when she was on all fours. And it looked like I was hoping in the back of my mind that you were going to sit on her like a chair. Was that the plan? I was going to. Okay. (laughs) I was going to. I really was. But then the music ended and it just, it just, I was like, okay, we got to find, we got to wrap the song up. So like, just pose, get in front of her. I'm, I'm the, pick, pick me. Yeah. Oh, so I wasn't reading too much into it. That actually You were not. Plan. I was thinking, I, I was definitely thinking about, it. I think I thought like a second too long, but I did definitely think about it. <laughs> I could see the gears turning. I could see it. I was like, she's going to try to sit on her. Um, sit on so. Her. I have two more two more questions for you, Hershey. Um, was I, you know obviously we talked a lot about cornbread in our our first interview, and I know she's very important to you and your story. But what what was her reaction when you got home and you told her you know what had happened um, on the show? She said, "What you mean?" Oh. I said, "Yeah, girl, I think I'm I'm I was the, I was the, I was I'm, I'm the pork chop." She said, "So you did go up there and embarrass me?" <laughs> no, no, she did. She really yes. <laughs> so you did go up there and embarrass me. Oh, this, and then she said we're not gonna be so she obviously joking, but she said, yeah. "See, we're not gonna be sisters no more. I can't have this." Yeah, I said, "But you were early out too." She said, "No, I was put out. I didn't get kicked out." <laughs> <laughs> she uh, cornbread's ankle kicked her out. Um, it's, so yeah. <laughs> still early out, still early out. But you two have such a beautiful friendship. I think it's you know I've enjoyed talking with both of you so much about your time on this season and. Um, yeah, it, it really is nice to see that, you know, you have a strong drag family and also a strong family at home, too, um, that clearly meant a lot to you throughout this this whole show. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hershey, is there anything else that you would like to um, that you have coming up that you want to plug or or talk about or tease? 
um, the most important thing coming out of this experience was me wanting to get put to work. Like, I, I want to take care of my family. I love drag and I love being in the clubs and working. So just tell your cousins and tell your friends and tell your best friends to book Hershey at your next event. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope people hear that. I hope people book Hershey at the next event because the more we have you church lady to step in on stages across the world, um, the better the world will be. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much Hershey I appreciate your time so much and it was such a pleasure getting to know you um, these past few months and to see you on TV I you entertained so many people and made so many people happy so I hope you're proud of what you've done I am thank you Joey Welcome back to EW's Quick Drag Podcast, and just like an infamous bag of edible items on the season 14 talent show between Hershey and Miss Bread, we have a full-on grocery store of edible excellence on this episode. Joining us now from the golden baked goods aisle to discuss episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race season 16 and the very, very sad departure of her drag sister, Hershey Lacour Jeté. Please welcome a truly cherished guest. She's always so lovely to talk to, Ms. Cornbread the Snack Jeté. Hey, Cornbread, how are you? I'm pretty well. How are you? I'm doing so well, and I'm doing infinitely better because you are joining us in Riverside today. Hope I, I hope you didn't have any trouble finding us. Um <laughs> This is the most complicated drive I've had in my life. Um, <laughs> it was disgusting. I was stressed out the entire time. <laughs> uh, just a little background for our listeners um, and trying to set this up. We use a podcast platform called Riverside. And when asking Miss Bread to join today, I said, oh, yeah, we'll be doing it in Riverside. And I'm messaging Cornbread a few days later, like, are you good? And Cornbread is like, oh, I'm picking out an outfit. It's Cornbread thought we were recording in Riverside, California. <laughs> no, truly. I don't think you understand. I, I messaged a designer. I was like, okay, I need a cute little something I could sit down in. The room might just be white. So, you know, dude, I, I was giving it to them. And I, uh, I messaged someone to order, uh, to order hair because I was like, I got to have me a nice little piece of hair or something new that people ain't seen. My, and I'm, I, I'm a, I ordered this stuff anyway, so I'm going to keep it for something else because somebody had me confused. Think it was Riverside, California. <laughs> I was stressed. I'm so sad we're missing out on this. Yes, me too. Now I'm just like, I should have just booked a flight to Riverside this morning and just <laughs> gone no, anyway. Think, I don't think we want to record on Riverside. That's why I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so glad that you are here in the digital Riverside. We will always have digital Riverside with cornbread. Digital Riverside, no traffic. That's what we're going to call it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, we have to talk about it. This episode, I, again, I'm so thankful that you're here. I thought that Hershey was just, she was such a joy to talk to in our interviews last year. And it must have been really, really great for you to see her on television. So you must have been really proud watching her this season. What, what were the things that you were most proud of uh, well, with Hershey doing? The first thing I was proud of that she was uh, gone because helping her get ready was getting on my nerves. And it was the fact that, like, I had to do it for myself. So I already knew the stress that it brought. So oh having God. to help her, I was like, oh, this is about to be stressful on me because then she's going to ask me for all the advice and I got to give it to her. So um, the first thing I was proud of was the fact that she was actually gone <laughs> and, and I could breathe. However, from this episode, yeah. we know she went home first, so she wasn't going out my face long enough. 
I thought you meant you were proud that she was gone first. I was like, what? No, no. I wish she would last the longer. That way she wouldn't be stressing me. Yes. After all that stress, and you came home first, I wanted to kick it, but it's cool. We, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. No, um, she, she did really good. I was proud of her for the simple fact when she came back home, she wasn't upset about anything. Um, she said it is what it is, um, which obviously I know some parts of it hurts. You know, you, it's competition. You want to go there and you want to you want to win. That's the whole goal. But um, her her mindset has been positive this entire time. So I was very happy for that. Um, and to me, she did a good job. She did what she needed to do. You know, things happen and sometimes they don't go the way we want them to go. But doesn't mean we didn't have a major opportunity. You got an opportunity to do something that a lot of girls want to do um, and don't get the chance to. You know, so I was happy for. Her. Yeah. Yeah, I think we really saw that positive attitude even in her short time on the show. We got that vibe from her for sure. Um, She did did tell us a little bit about your hilarious response after she came home and revealed how she placed. Can you tell us a little more about that conversation? I say so much crap and talk so much crap to all of my friends. I don't even know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) She said um, that you were like, oh, I can't have that. She was like, "I, I can't be your sister anymore. Oh yeah, I tried to excommunicate her. Unless she had to go, <laughs> but I, I, I do that. To, it's 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 my tactic of of lightening the mood um, because you already know what happened. You know what's going to happen um, as you're leading up to the the series. You know, so to me, my mindset is joke about it, play around about it, and if I do that, it'll lighten the the mood for when that day actually comes. And like I talked to her leading up to it as well, but um. For the first couple of seconds, I definitely thought I was going to disown her, but I ha- I don't have that power. I'm not the drag mom. I'm just a sister. But if I did, I would have disowned for at least a week. Now, did you do any babysitting duty while she was away? Absolutely not. I bought toys. I went over there to visit. Uh, Hershey has a partner. I visit. We all go over there together. We kiki, have fun with the kids. And then I go, bye. Got to go. because I can, I can hang out with the kids for a couple of hours, but I can't babysit no whole day. I can better take care of myself. Same. Yeah, no, that that I would expect nothing less. Um, yeah, I can't be. All of these people are saying like, you know, uh, uh, keep drag queens away from children. It's like they we don't they don't want to be around children. Like, come on, just like leave them alone. Leave them alone. The children don't want to be around anybody. If you think about, it. they want to be doing their own thing for that matter. But it's 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 weird to to hear and see people say things of that nature when kids don't even know what a drag queen is like no. like Hershey's kids like she talks about it all the time they they've gone to shows and things like that but they just see an entertainer and right. i think i think there are a lot of people who take their kids to drag shows but the kids don't see it as oh this is just like a a massive drag queen running around they see it as entertainment in the show when somebody's having fun mm-hmm. um and to see um Hershey and Hershey and her partner Raise two children and to see the dynamic of when Hershey's working versus when Hershey is out of drag and just being a father, it's such a, a, a an amazing dynamic and is doing no harm to the kids. So I think it's it's great to see that. Um, obviously, I know it's tough having to deal with the backlash from other people, but then, you know, T.T. Uh, Cornbread is a thug, so we good. <laughs> yeah, no, always good to have cornbread on your side. But I do think, yeah, it's it's weird because it's like that sort of hatred and prejudice is is learned. It's not like kids just see something colorful and fun and somebody performing. And it's like all of this stuff that's saying that it's inherently tying drag performances with, you know, something that's wanting to sexualize children. It's just like that is totally learned. And it's it's assuming that drag artists cannot police themselves 
just the same way that the motion picture industry polices films. Like they put an R rating on certain movies that are not for children. Drag queens are people and are capable of, uh, you know, uh, toning their show to the audience. So it's just a frustrating thing all around. And I think that Hershey is a great example of, you know, someone who was doing the art very well and is also just so proud and lovely to see as a parent. It was really nice getting to see that side of her too. Um, And it was really nice. This other reveal that she had on the show that, you wrote her talent show song. So I would like, if you can, to tell us a little bit about the inspiration for those lyrics and was the setup, did you work with her on the jungle setup of it all? Yeah, so first off, I told her, all right, girl, when you go to that show and they ask you, oh, who wrote the song? I say, say you, this is your talent show. And her, she's the kind of person like it's, I'm giving credit where credit is due. I'm very like selfless with that. And I knew what she was going to say when she got there. And I was hoping they didn't ask her the question because I wanted everything, you know, to be focused on her. Um, but we were talking before because uh, they give us a certain amount of weeks to get ready and that of a uh, very little time to put up a talent show unless you know what the talent is. Um, and her, she has always made those videos in her room um, where she's like rapping and stuff like that. So, okay, cool. We can just do that and yeah. call it a day. Um, and so her, she has, is known in LA for literally whipping her neck and shaking her hair extremely fast. Yeah. There's so many like viral videos on it. And so I was like, okay, cool. Um, I've always called her the whiplash queen because I was like, <laughs> what are you going to get whiplash from shaking your neck so much? And I was like, let's do that for your talent show. We'll do whiplash. And the whole setup was kind of like a, what would I say? Like a treasure hunter. She t- it talks about it in the song where she um, says she got found this secret map and it was this formula for like hair hair glue to keep wigs on, blah, 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 blah. So basically she went through this like rough terrain, this jungle to find this treasure that was like missing. And inside of it was whiplash and the, um, the quote unquote recipe for whiplash to bring back to the girl. So the wigs stopped falling off. And so that was the whole premises of it. it's like an Indiana Jones situation where it's like, you have to save drag Queens by going to go find this treasure from this map she got. And so she was like, okay, cool. So how are you going to write a song to this? And then I wrote the song to it. She was like, how do you make this kind of stuff work? I said, cause it's me. You just got to start with something crazy and yeah. just map it out. I am laughing because <laughs> this is the exact opposite of what Hershey told me in her exit interview. She was just like, I love that cornbread comes in with the thesis, with the outline, with the frame, tying it back to the lyrics. And Hershey was just like, Oh, there was no reason for it. She was like, it was just dumb fun drag. That's why I was in the jungle. And I was like, what? And that's why I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, that's why Cornbread had to take control. And that's why yes. I wrote it. And, and she, 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 it, was, it was during the time, too, of her getting ready for everything, plus managing kids and all this stuff like that, too. So I would, come, like, I would go to Hershey and I say, Hershey, this concept is going to work. If you do blah, 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 blah. She goes, okay. And it's probably because she trusts my judgment on all of it. But it would make sense for her to say, oh, we're just fun drag queen in the woods. She probably zoned me out and just said, go do whatever you want to do. Do you remember any other ideas that maybe she initially had that you two talked about? Um, No, we went straight for it. Was, it was, I think people don't understand how packed in it is to get yeah, ready. Yeah. It's very much, okay, I got to get costumes ready. I got to manage getting like so many like small it's it's a lot and mm-hmm. so i think when you harp on an idea you just go straight for it and i think that's what we did mm-hmm. um with the song and i thought it turned out great although she did yell at me because she said it was a lot of lyrics to learn because she got that when we when we went to drag race we had 10 days of quarantine yeah they didn't have because yeah. mm-hmm. we were like right at the cusp of like the whole covid situation um hershey didn't have 
that 10 days. They jumped straight into it. So she was like, them a lot of lyrics for someone to learn (laughs) over this quick time. So, yeah. Well, you know, speaking of a lot of lyrics, uh, your talent show song, I I feel like I'm going to hear the line just go click. (laughs) Cornbread's going to hang up. What happened? Well, you have said in the past that <laughs> that your talent show song from season 14 will not go on streaming as long as people keep asking for it. So at the risk of pushing it back another year, do you have plans to put it on? Yeah, I actually, I say this every time, but I actually do. You know, you can ask me these questions. You got a little slight permission to. <laughs> Thank you, Cornbread. <laughs> uh, there's some people on the internet. We dra- they drag me. I can't breathe. I can't share a song, an artist or anything without them going off of me about that talent show. Um, but I do plan on posting the talent show when I release other music stuff too. But like, I'm not releasing it just like, oh, because cause they're, because I want to. I'm releasing it because why not? It's a minute long. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you going to do to it? You might as well just go to YouTube, press play real quick, and get it out your system. Yeah. But I'll post it on the internet eventually. <gasps> okay. I'm- so maybe 2024, we're hoping Cornbread will drop the talent show song finally. Listen, I'll tell you, I'll do it by March. <gasps> Oh, confirmed. Okay. Holding you to it. I don't lie to you, so I'll I'll do it by March. Yes. Okay. On the record. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Cornbread. (laughs) All right, Cornbread. We would love to get into your thoughts on this episode. Um, First, what are your, what's your takeaway on this season's immunity twist and the Raida Queen elimination process? I think the... Immunity is cute. I like the little bottle. I, I think it's like a perfume or something. That's mm-hmm. real cute. Um, I didn't. I didn't care for the Raider Queen. The Raider Queen is not something that I'm uh, particularly a fan of. I think it does stir the pot and make a little bit of a mess. But I wish the judges were the ones choosing who were in the bottom for yeah. a lot of things. Um, it's a cute way to do it. It reminds me of Canada's Drag Race. Um, the Beaver. Yeah, with the beaver in that situation, mm-hmm. and the immunity of saving someone else, I like that theory. Um, but I'm not a fan of the Raider Queen. I would be upset if I was one of those girls. And then um, it starts. It it's not it's not an unnecessary unnecessary drama, but it does stir the pot and it gives the show something to to look forward to. So, but I'm not a fan of the Raider Queen. Mm-hmm. So, given the other queens choosing who was in the bottom. Do you think that Hershey was unfairly put in the bottom? And do you feel that her ultimate elimination was the right call? Um, no, Hershey, Hershey definitely should have been in the bottom. I told her when she came home. Because um, <laughs> she didn't make them damn pants. And um, she didn't make the pants. About her just putting a little patch on them, I said, girl, you know you deserve that. And um, Hershey knows how to sew. And so I think she got too far along in one thing. And then kind of steered away from it and realizing that, okay, this isn't working. So she went into the the shirt and pants situation. And I thought the shirt was very gorgeous. And I thought the pants were cute too, but it was a simple fact that she didn't make them. However, lip sync wise, I think the lip sync did not show what her she could do. It was very much a small spot of her being seen um, versus Geneva. And so I feel like if they would have shown more of Hershey, I think Hershey would have lasted a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Her- Hershey's one of the most like entertaining lip seekers I've ever seen. Yeah. So you were, so there was no part of you that was when you saw that this, the first challenge would be the ball that you were concerned because Hershey has sewn things before. I wasn't worried at all. And I was like, it w- I didn't think she would win this, the, this, uh, the ball. If it came to her making like an extravagant outfit, mm-hmm. because obviously we know some of the girls that go, 
before they announce anything. So I knew that there were some seamstresses there, um, but I thought she would be safe. Yeah. So, so what, I mean, it is kind of iconic though, that she tried to pass the pants off. as like <laughs> a thing though. Like, I mean, I was kind of living for it, honestly, when she was just like, I just put a little patch on these pockets. Um, so, were you at least proud of her for, I guess, trying to, I guess, scam the runway by putting the, the patches on the buckets? And that's why I tell you, she's just she's just so truthful. Because most people are like, yeah. oh, I did blah, blah, blah. Hersh is going to say exactly what she Yeah, I put these patches right here and call mm-hmm. it a day. And she means every word of it. So yeah. she's honest uh, beyond measure. And she thinks nothing's wrong with it. She really walked down that runway and tried to sell those pants. And I, I don't blame her. So did she make... The second outfit then, the Mother Nature, did she also make that and the bee outfit, the first one? No. Um, someone in LA named Loris made those two. Latex. Oh. oh, Loris from Dragula. Yes. Loris yes. from Dragula, yes. Okay. Yeah, Loris was... Yeah, okay. I, I remember Loris. Um, so, what did you think of those other two outfits? Because I, I love the bee. I thought the bee was I love the bee look. Um, and her and I chatted about the concept for the Mother Nature. Um, I agree with them with the Mother Nature situation. Um, there could have been some more things that could have um, done costume-wise with the Mother Nature to help carry it out the rest of the way. Um, so the outfit that she made, Hershey knows better for putting those patches on those pants um, <laughs> because she knew they were going to critique her on it. But, you know, once you're there, you got to do what you got to do and yeah. tap that runway when it's time to tap the runway. However, the I do agree um, that the Mother Nature costume-wise could have been a little bit different. Um, the B is my favorite one for sure. Yeah. It looked phenomenal during the B costume. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, how would you have rated the overall looks on the runway? And do you have favorites and least favorites overall from the other queens? Um, Safira looked great across the board. Um, mm-hmm. That pumpkin. Oh Nymphia looks great all, all the way across the board. Like there are certain people who just knew exactly what they were doing. And I'm like, okay, this is like perfection. Um I honestly liked them. I enjoyed the ball. Um, there were obviously some looks that were interesting, um, but I can't talk because uh, baby, I don't sell myself. So they did better than I would have did. Um, but I actually really enjoyed the, the ball episode, the the drama on the side, the episode itself, as well as the um, the looks. The looks were pretty fun, um, and I like the concept which is gaggy that Hershey went home on a parent episode. They shady. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. That was literally the first thing I said to Jillian. I was like, they eliminated yeah. the only actual parent on the mother ball. That makes no <laughs> sense. Parent episode. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that was such an opportunity to just to do like, do like a, a whole like parent situation and then talk about the kids and all of that. So I'm no, I'm no producer or, you know, showrunner, but that would have been tied it in like very well. However, it didn't happen that way. Um, they just sit her home on. A, <laughs> they yeah. sit her home on a parent episode. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you think it's smart to always try to incorporate some kind of gag or wink or reveal versus pure glamour? See, for me, um, my first time around, it was I'm going to wear whatever I wear. However, if I were to go back or if I gave advice as one to go, I would always say have some kind of gag or reveal under whatever costume you're wearing because you never know if you're going to lip sync or you never know what's going to come so i'm one of those people who it doesn't have to be major or like mask for anything have something there that you can you know pop and like show everyone you know oh there's a little surprise just in case you end up in the bottom or just in case you have to lip sync 
for your what is it legacy or something of that nature yeah when you win like the, yeah. the top two have to lift, yeah anything of that so yeah i believe in gags over over just like glam and you can still be glam and you don't have to show the reveal if you don't have to but yeah mm-hmm. so in your opinion did the right queens land in the top and bottom even though it was the other queens choosing them and not the judges i did yes the top was great i enjoyed the top um and and then <laughs> I, I think I think they I think they got it right. I think they got it right. Hmm. Come to think of, there were some some interesting looks on that runway that were not in the bottom, but I definitely think they got it right. <laughs> Joy, why are you laughing? Name names. Can you name no, names, no, Miss Brad? I'm not starting with you. We're not doing this. <laughs> You're not about to set me up. I let these little kids be what they're gonna be. I am too many seasons old to be playing around. <laughs> but um, oh, for sure. Try. And I think we're on the same page. Uh, I I even got to look in your eyes. Mm-hmm. But um, I for sure think um. <laughs> They got the right body for you. Joey, name names. Who are we talking about? You're over there laughing. <laughs> Try to set me up. If I name a name, will you name a name? Who do you think did not belong in the bottom? Did not belong in the bottom? Yeah. Do you think the bottom three were correct? Um, I don't think Maya should have been in the bottom. Um, I liked... You know what? Maya's first two looks were good. My, yeah. My, my, yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't... I, so, to be completely honest, maybe it was just still Melinda Verga fever, but I did not... Get out of here. I did not <laughs> mind the last one either. Like, I thought it was... I think if that look had been, like, when it was top five or top four, yes, maybe we'll be a little bit more critical of it. But I think in the ball, in the context of making that look in the workroom, I don't necessarily know that that one ranks among the bottom for me okay that's fair are you saying at the same time and you better leave me hanging one two three and we're gonna say it wait who should have been in the bottom yeah (gasps) okay in place of of maya so are we in agreement that maya was the one that stuck out as not being out of the bottom okay no no no. we don't you know what i'll say it you got a job i didn't even do you like that (laughs) you got to talk to these people nope I probably would have replaced her with Mirage. Oh, interesting. No, I really loved Mirage's. I loved all three. Yes, I loved it. I thought it looked really good. Damn, that's gaggy. Because I even like that she did, I think that she even kind of camped it up by... like her makeup, it it was like she like just like rolled through the bushes or something. Like she was all beat up on her face. She had a black eye. She had scratches all over her face. You like I thought it was her. I believe her father was a boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. her dad was a a boxer. Yeah, I I I thought Mirage looked looked wonderful. Oh, all three well, of her looks. Cornbread, did you take it as a as a piece of fabric? Is that what your take on that was? <laughs> In that manner, yes. <laughs> Okay, interesting. So, um, well, thank you for good in, 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 I don't know if I can say the word, but slutty clothes or hot, what do you say? She looks really good and yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be easy for her to put that on there. Um, but now thinking of it, um, that's probably been my replacement. And um, honestly, I would have loved. To, she she wouldn't have lip synced if she was in the three on, out of the out of Hershey and Geneva. She wouldn't she wouldn't have lip synced, right? Um, but that's probably the only only one that I didn't gravitate towards okay well thank you very much for sacrificing yourself and for sparing me cornbread from saying yeah. sacrifice you don't, don't bother me <laughs> i appreciate you as always cornbread we're not gonna let you do that we gotta work <laughs> well um i know well we're probably gonna get into it with this too because i know like the whole fandom has been 
I have seen such polar opposite reactions to Plain Jane and being the quote-unquote drama of the season so far. And Hershey said, when I interviewed her last week, she said it was just like sort of fun workroom banter. She didn't really take it that seriously. She thought that Plain Jane was kind of fun. Uh, But then also we had Kennedy Davenport on Quick Drag last week, and she said that she feels a little bit differently, that she feels like she she made a really good point where she was like, okay, if you're in the workroom or, or in a green room and you're with all the queens backstage, she was like, you know the other queens and that's why it's okay to sort of do that. But if you don't know somebody, she feels differently that that's just being mean. So watching this episode, how did you feel about the drama with Plain Jane and Amanda specifically? Well, in particular, um, Hershey doesn't pay attention to half the things in the world regardless. <laughs> so to her, she was zoned out doing something else. I promise you, like, trust me, I know her. So that's why Plain Jane wasn't too stressful for her because she, Hershey does not care. She's in her own world thinking about a lot of other stuff. She's probably looking around the room, scoping stuff out. So I know why she said Plain Jane is cool in that sense. Um, I do think it's very much targeted towards one person over and over and over. And that's where it becomes odd. It seems like you are particularly picking on one person. For, for It's like my situation with, it was me and Jasmine. We had our one moment there. That's because we had a disagreement in that moment. Yeah, we had yeah. a disagreement. Um, Plain Jane and Amanda have, didn't have a disagreement. It was very much, this is how I feel about you. And I think it's, you can you can look around the room of drag queens and you see the one that you don't think belongs there. So that's the person you're going to go off of because you think everybody is going to agree with you. Or that's somebody you know you can easily just kind of run over in a sense. And you may think it's like fun shape, but like it seems like it's just beating up on this one person because she's the person in the room that you know it'll be easy for you to go after. Like yeah. you, as a drag queen or as a person in the room, you can sense who's not going to, or you think is not going to rebuttal what you have to say. Little did you know, uh, Miss uh, a mandatory meeting was sharp tongue as well. Yeah, to c- come back at what you're saying. So I don't think. It could have been me in that room, for sure. Yeah. Uh, or it could have been me she was talking to, because right. Plain Jane had nothing coming for her. And right. I'm glad Amanda's standing on her own two two feet and saying what she needs to say. But yeah, yeah. no, I don't like it. It, it. I actually try to fast forward. It's cringe. Hmm. Did you read it as, like, because I think in watching it, I read it as, but previously, maybe, and the episode before, as like almost like psychological strategy, maybe. Do you think that that's what that was in Untucked with Plain? Like it was maybe she was trying to get in Amanda's head? But the thing is, if you look at somebody as a weak person, what do you need to get in their head? That wouldn't mm. make sense. She's talked mm. about how her makeup's bad. She talked about how she doesn't like her drag and it hasn't appealed to her. That's the last person you need to try to get in their head. You should be arguing with Safira. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Because wh- what's the point of getting in somebody's head that you don't think is going to outlast you? That's a waste of energy. That's a great point. It's just, it's just you talking to someone that you see in your mind that's beneath you. You've said it multiple times. And when you try to come and apologize to this person afterwards, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's just you saying, oh, it didn't go the way I planned. Everybody else didn't join in on this situation. Maybe I should apologize. That's what it looks like. Like mistress, mistress talked trash to everybody in that room on season 15 and in a funny mistress way, yeah. never anything malicious, malicious. It doesn't seem that way. If uh, multiple people are defending this one person, then that should tell you this isn't how it should be going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the reaction to 
everybody because you know plasma started jumping in i mean morphine even like looked at playing yeah. at one point and was like hey that's my sister be careful so yeah it was it was it was pretty it was a pretty interesting moment um to watch it's a lot and then that's gonna out out outshine your your, your actual talent and your, your the, the things that you're succeeding in and it's just going to put a bad taste in people's mouth and i think people need to think about that before they go to the show too it's like it's the after it's the fans that are going to look at this and not like certain things so you got to go about it a certain way still be you and still stand on your own on two feet and, and ten toes down always but remember that there's people watching this so do you yeah. have any feelings on whether she might have planned to go in the show with that attitude or that might be her attitude Mm. I don't know her. I've never met her. So I can't speak on that sense of it. However, it just seems like, I don't know. It just seems natural. It seems like that's just how she is, you know, around just in general. So she probably can't help it. And mm. we've also, but we've also seen it now extend onto social media. Now that the show is airing, um, both plain and Amanda have had quite a few interactions on social media. Do you, oh, I, I saw. yeah. Do you, do you have a take on, do you think that that's a, a smart approach to be continuing the engagement in front of fans? It was bound to have, see, that's what, so for me, for it to carry and bleed from the show to social media like that, means there were like actual feelings hurt in the situation and the person clearly feels some kind of way. And honestly, I, I'm bold on the internet. You know, I'm going to say whatever I want to, when I want to, how I want to, but I also know how to be professional about it. And so, um, honestly, I'm not even mad at Amanda for speaking up for herself in this situation. If I was playing and she spoke up about the situation, I would be like, you know what? I saw the show. I saw how I came off. I truly do apologize for the way things like work. I should express my opinion a, a certain way. She even said it on the show in her confessionals. I should express it a certain way. So you can't say you should express it a certain way and then come back to repeating it just because someone else expressed their opinion, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so honestly, in my opinion, clean up. I would have just been like, you know what? I did come off wrong. I saw myself on the show. I do apologize. I didn't know I sounded the way I did. That's how I would have did it in the professional realm so I can keep my job. You definitely did not shy away from sharing your opinions on Twitter after the show. Did you find that that helped or hurt you with the fandom? Did you any kind of like difference in the reactions you were getting from what you were saying? I, for one, don't care about the reactions of people mm -hmm. anyway, um, because I know what I say is n nothing negative. And. The things that I said after the show, my, my situation lasted two seconds. Um, so there was not really anything for me to clear or cover up. All I said was Jasmine and I had our situation. Jasmine know what she did. And I know what I did in the situation. And I know how things were there. I didn't have much to defend after the show. My situation was so small. I had one back and forth. I wouldn't even call it an altercation. So I don't think the way I said anything after the show is as heavy and is as aggressive as what's happening now. Um, yeah. Me and Jasmine cleared our situation up while we were at the show and then coming home, it was like, it was so small. It's just how the fandom is. Um, but it wasn't as bad for me. I think after leaving, um, things were great for me. I didn't get too much. I, there's the small things you always get being a person that looks like me. That's going to happen regardless from RuPaul's Drag Race and 
that's what I try to warn people about before they go. It's it's, it's going to happen. That's just how the fandom is. It has to be in one ear and out the other. Um, but I was not stressed at all. Not not worried in the slightest about um about my situation with Jasmine. And then when the episode aired, it had its moment. People had their opinions on it, and then it vanished for me from there. So I wasn't stressed. Was wasn't there? I I feel like I recall something with Carrie too. Wasn't there something with Carrie? No, Carrie and I didn't have a situation on on Drag Race. No, not on Drag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there was, I feel like I recall something on social media too. Um, but you guys are cool now, right? Like that's. Oh yeah, I hang out. Okay. Carrie, Carrie is literally my neighbor. We hang yeah. out all the time. Yeah. Well, after season 14, though, there was another one of my favorite uh, cornbread moments. Obviously, we spoke about this previously. Hocus Pocus too. Um, it just, I love that interview. We did so much. It was so great to see you in that movie. Uh, that is now going to be a Halloween staple every single year. Um, has anybody reached out to you about like the drag queens re- returning for the third film? No, I haven't heard anything about that. I doubt we will, because um, we popped up as like competition for the um, for the uh, you know the the Santa's sisters like tribute thing. Um, but we end up losing. Although um, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but like originally the drag queens were supposed to win and we ended up not winning. So I think if we would have won, there would have been a possibility, but they gave it to the sexy Sanderson sisters. So we can't come back if we lost. Why did they change it? Wait, so the original script was that you all were supposed to win. Did they change it like that day? No, I think they changed it, I guess like through production and like writing and stuff, but it was very much close towards the, um, the, the start of filming, because if you look at the costumes, we had the biggest, most lavish costumes while yeah. everybody else had like Party City looking costumes. Our costumes, <laughs> they were literally tailored to us. We got there and they made the costumes to our bodies like while we were there, mm-hmm. um, like from scratch. So we were the only ones that had the most massive, lavish costumes. And then everyone else had like made costumes that they could have bought from home or something. And so that's what even Bette Midler was shocked about it. Um yeah. And because she was looking and she was like, oh, why aren't they winning? They're like the, the best ones. They look like, and it was like, oh, that's not how it was supposed to be. She was shocked too. Um, but yeah, they changed it to the sexy Sanderson sisters. I think it's because it was drag queens. Did did any, do you remember what was supposed to happen after you all supposedly won? Was the scene any different leading into mm-hmm. what happens after? No, it was literally just the, the competition. And then they popped in. It was like, surprise, we're back. We're actually, that's what the whole point was. Because they were like in the competition too. And so, because no one thought they were alive, obviously. Um, But it was just a setup for them to do the new song and to like start all of that. Yeah. They needed to do it drag race style and film both crownings. (laughs) Had one in the the vault, you know, one that people (laughs) never got to see. But yeah, you could could tell it was like a, it was not a, 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 a set a set switch. It was just like a, I mean, it was a random switch because the sexy Sanderson sisters literally had the most simple costumes and everything on. So that's great. Um, so I know many fans were dying for, have been dying for you to be on all stars immediately after season 14, but you said that you wanted to actually do season 15 instead. Um, but they, they didn't ask you did, have they asked you to be on a versus the world or a regular all stars season since when are we going to get you back? So it was for me, it was I wanted to do a regular season and a regular season only. Yeah. Um, obviously, because past injured people, that's what 
happened to them. And so by them not offering me that, then I was like, okay, cool. Then it's not for me right now. And so I just been traveling and then performing and doing my thing in that sense. Um, now at this point, I will possibly go back to all stars. Um, but that's if, uh, like I am where I want to be. I feel like I am like prepared to do so. Um, like mentally and physically, because uh, we know how physically goes for me. But mentally, I'm like <laughs> obviously like, don't laugh, Joey. I've been um, I've been like obviously like transitioning for these last couple of years since my season and all this stuff. So that's where my mental comes from. I want to make sure I'm mentally prepared there. But uh, physically, I might need to hit the gym, get these ankles together, because uh, you know sometimes they do a little click, and we're not trying to. Act. Joey, stop laughing. At me. And, uh, I just mute myself. Yeah, we're trying to be up here to have regular conversation and just want to sit and laugh. Hey, as somebody who's broken an ankle twice in my life, like I need this representation, cornbread. <laughs> Listen, don't, well, don't say the twice oh, part because no. I might get there walking the corner. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think about it all the time. I'm like, if I ever go back to these people's show and I walk in here, <laughs> And something happens physically where I got to get injured. I, I'm not showing my face in public. You'll never see me again. I'll be a ghost. <laughs> just get just get Maddie to take care of you again. You know you would love that. Yeah, he had no choice. First off, that's yeah, he had no choice but to. No, but I, I, I will I will go back uh, if I feel like mentally ready and yeah, they call me. But I'm not also not waiting for it. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna live life and let things take out how they want to. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in stopping. I believe in. Track race was an opportunity and a booster to do a lot of other stuff as well. Yes. So yes. I'm just going to go with the flow and see how it goes. No Love stress it. on it. But yeah, definitely need the physical together for sure. Now that you said yeah. two times, you know, broke your leg. Uh, you know Jillian what? The second it. time Jillian. was nothing. I just, I was able to just walk right through it. Stop saying yeah, that, it. We're going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stop stop saying would you, would you no. be excited to do an all-stars with Hershey? <gasps> um, No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be a setup. At some point in time, we're going to need to be against each other. Somebody has to go. It's, we watch reality TV. We know how this stuff goes. I just feel like it'll be too much of an opportunity for a distraction. Um, mm. And one thing I'm going to do is not send my sister home. I'm going to Roxy Andrews through all the way through All Stars 2. Yes. Yes. No, yes. What if yes. it was What if it was a best friends race when we was yeah, paired we again like season race. one where people were teamed? Oh, baby, I don't care who it is. Beyonce says she could pair, want to pair up me. I know I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing no teams. Mm. <laughs> I'm, okay. you know, I, I'm not doing no teams. So y'all can keep that. I want to screw up on my own, and I want you to screw up on your own. I don't want you to be the reason why I'm getting sit home, because then I'm going to have an attitude. Baby, y'all can keep that. If they offer me all-stars and says teams, I'm going to say, well, I'm going home. I, 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 yeah. I refuse to do teams. Mm-hmm. Team challenges, yeah. The teams is, baby, not absolutely not. Well, now you can blame any potential slip-ups on any future seasons on Jillian. Now <laughs> yes. you don't have to blame it on anybody else. Oh, I've already, it's already stuck. It's Jillian's <laughs> fault. Jillian, it's Jillian's fault. Um, referencing, though, the tweet pinned to your profile, if you are asked back, are you ready to commit on record that you will enter the workroom in the look inspired by the iconic Mystique Summers Madison realness look? You saying on record as if Twitter, <laughs> there's 11 million views on that thing. There's 151,000 likes and over 10,000 freaking, freaking retweets. I'm screwed. <laughs> that is not on record already. But like, I'm obsessed with that. Like, I will fully Me walk too. in like that. Hopefully, long as, as long as the um, first out 
um, isn't based off the uh, entrance look. Entrance I'm looks. Good. <laughs> I, I, I'm finding that wig. I'm putting flour on a pair of black gaucho pants. Like I, I want all of that. I'm gonna see if she has that uh, shirt still. Let me borrow. <gasps> oh, that would be so iconic. Well, I, I mean, mean call her Princess Poppy got away with doing Rebecca Glasscock for the uh, reunion for yep. season 15. So <laughs> probably got that off my Twitter. My idea. <laughs> I was gonna say Cornbread but, definitely um, had posted hers first. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, but I will fully do it though, like for sure. I, um, I legit want to. Um, to, to, if I have to go back, I will definitely do that outfit, um, yeah. makeup and all, like full throttle for sure. I can't wait to see that. I, I really like as much as I, you know, I, I just need cornbread back on TV. I need cornbread back on Drag Race. Like, I know you're doing so many other things, but I just like, I just, I, I so wish we could have gotten a full season of cornbread because you were just so delightful. Um, and it is always so nice talking with you. Is there, is there any other projects or performances or anything else that you have coming up that um, you want to talk about? I, I don't know the dates um, for sure. I've been posting all of them, but Hershey and I are going on tour together with Hard Candy for um, for a few shows, um, and that's pretty pretty much it. I got the tour, and then like random shows that are popping up. More like the El Paso, Texas, um, Seattle, Washington. Um, I'm going to Phoenix, Arizona. You know, the places like that. The normal stuff of just like traveling around doing shows. Um, and yeah, tour with Hershey, which is going to be a lot of fun because I actually like traveling with Hershey. Um, so that's going to be like amazing to do. Um, she she gets on my nerves, but I, th- I think it'll be a good little little vacay for both of us. So we won't do All Stars Best Friends with Hershey, but we will do a tour with Hershey. Hell yeah, because that's just some money. I go on the road, dance around the club, I get my bag. We go to that show with Hershey, get me sent home, I get Hershey sent home. Then that's just trouble. Very that, very that. All right, Cornbread, it is always so lovely. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insight with us. I really appreciate your time and um, can't wait until the next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been great. We got, we got Cornbread, we got Hershey, and Pork Chops now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> the whole grocery store. Yes. <laughs> the whole store. Yes. Thank you, Cornbread. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Talk to you both. <laughs> Thank you once again to our special guests, the Jate sisters, Hershey and Cornbread, <laughs> for stopping by as Angina prepares to pick us up for a ceremonious exit from the pork chop loading dock, which we now know is located in Riverside, California. <laughs> Please make sure to rate us and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, but do not do a shady rate a queen twist on us. Mm-hmm. No. And please leave us a review. It will help us bring you even more exclusive interviews with drag talent in the week's ad. Yes, all of those interviews will be abreast of fresh air in the weeks ahead. So tune in next week when we'll have another interview with season 16's second eliminated queen. But wait, Jillian, I think I, I think I, I see Anjana pulling up uh, late. Sorry, I was stuck in traffic. <sighs> Until next week. Have a loud, a loud and vibrant, and vibrant night. night. Hit it, Anjana. Quick Drag is an entertainment weekly podcast hosted and produced by Joey Nolfi and Jillian Cedarholm, produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Thanks for listening. There's weather. Cloudy weather. Ooh. Pulitzer.